Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Rich and I are going to have an interesting walk through some sets suggested by Corey Barnes to talk about non-rookie cards that are notable. We'll start with the 50s sets that have notable rookie cards, but what about the notable non-rookie cards? Maybe some surprises where I hope to surprise Rich and I know he will surprise me, but thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. We'll start with 52 Tops and talk about the notable non-rookie cards in the set. I know what you're going to say. It's uh, I'm going to switch up on you. I'll let you, know the, I'll let you do the obvious one. How about the Gus Zerniel card? I believe his rookie card is oh. 50 or 50 with all the baseballs. So baseballs nailed to the bat. Yes. that That's an actual press photo. Yes. No, that's it actually happened. I'm not sure there's a lot of extra demand on that, but there probably should be. There but, used to be because it was just such a cool photo. Yeah. I just think people, have, it's a nostalgic thing and there's there's not many people PC and Gus Zerniel. No, uh, 70 years later, no, I don't think the interest is quite the same, even though Gus Zerniel introduced Joe DiMaggio to, to Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I think I have heard that. Okay. Well, so you got that linkage too. If you're a Monroe fan... Okay. Or a DiMaggio fan, you could say, hey, that's a cool non-rookie Thanks, card. Guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, I was going to say the notable non-rookie cards, the obvious ones in 52 Tops are the first three cards of the high series of Mantle and Jackie Robinson and Bobby Thompson. The interesting thing about those three guys are they're double prints. Those yeah, the- and it must have been the way they printed it, but the stitching of the baseball on the back is reversed for flip, flipped. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're both ways for those guys. But Jackie Robinson, that's arguably his most beautiful card. It's a beautiful card. One of these content creators came to me at the May show before the dinner and was showing me these beautiful Jackie Robinson older cards he had traded for, including 49 Bowman, which yeah. is a beautiful card in its own, but you're absolutely right. The 52, not as beautiful. And I think the 53 tops is a beautiful card too. Yes. But you're but right. After that, after that, not so much, but no, yeah. they're, they're still nice cards. They're I mean, nice. yeah. And, but yes, it, they're beautiful cards. The mantle is, is a fame pose. And don't forget Willie Mays number 261 is also not a rookie card. Right. You know, Mays and Mantle are both 51 Bowman rookies. Right. In your first price guide, to show how close they were at one point, the Mantle was $90 in Beckett Book One in 1979, and the Mays was $85. That's statistically even. I know that's not exactly even, but I think even a statistics person would call that even. Yeah. Okay, let's move to 53 Bowman color. Let's start with color. I'm going to go first. I'm going to nominate the Pee Wee Reese in action photo, considered one of the most beautiful cards of all time. You know, one of the few things in life I reflect and say, I should have bought that is our old friend, Ace Marchant, who's no longer with us, yeah. had a magazine with the original photo where that Pee Wee, oh, from wow. like 1947. And he had the photo. So it's an you old know, photo. And, wow. and it was in like a Life magazine. You can find the photo of the Pee Wee okay. jumping over the guy. So it's, again, based on a real photo. Okay. And I think that's cool. It's one of the few yeah. things I regret not buying over the years. The multiplayer cards, the Mantle, Barra, Bauer card, and the Martin Rizzuto card, really the first modern multiplayer cards, which are important because for the next 15 years, and they're and now they're back with a vengeance, Tops did from 57 to 69 a lot of multiplayer cards. Yeah. Any other notable non-rookies that are not superstars? 
that come well, to mind? I, th- I think the set is just so beautiful that any card is worthy, even if it's a non-rookie. We remember the superstars, and I don't remember if he's a rookie or not, but for some reason, Al Cor won his card number 126 and 149 in that set. Yeah. Don't know why you would make two cards of Al Corwin, but they did in 53. So, okay, that's a good tidbit. Uh, sounds like somebody bailed on him at the last minute, and Al would just slot you back in here. What about Bowman Black and White? 53. I mean, your key cards are Stengel or Mize. Stengel or Mize. But again, I was actually IDing for Com C a bunch of 53 Bowman Black and Whites this week. Those cards, well, you don't realize how pretty those cards are, even just in Black and White, until you see a large scan of them. You say, they did a really good job with 53 Bowman Black and White. They had to be with Black and White. It's got to be crystal clear. How about I nominate Fred Hutchinson? That's a good one. I like that. Because he's an exemplary guy, has a cancer center out in the West Coast and Seattle area, I think, and was an outstanding pitcher and coach and manager in Austin. And yeah. Dave Zanoski, a famed collector in his own, does basically does a Fred Hutchinson cancer card set every year. We have some of them in the Beckett database. When I was working for you, I, Dave would usually be nice enough to send them to us or ask for a small donation. Oh, the Hutchinson sets. They yes. were from, from the hospital or they, yes. they were a benefit there. Okay, uh, 53 tops. We touched, touched on it already. The Jackie Robinson card, I think, is very nice. There's a very nice mantle. There's a very nice maze. Yeah. But there are some short-printed cards that are interesting, too. Off the top of my head, you have people like Smokey Burgess that are sneaky tough. You have some of the high numbers, but you have cards like, I think, Joe Collins may have been a, a, a short print. You have people like that are great works of art. And another thing that when I was young and not as wise or kind of wise as I am today... One of the artists, Jerry Dvorak, used to set up at all the New York local card shows. Yeah. Now I realize what a treasure it was that we. He was the guy. Yeah. They did fun things like you could see in the background. Some of them, they would put the word tops in the background, maybe on the scoreboard or something. Just look for cute little things in the backgrounds on those cards. You might find hidden little secrets. And, and to me, that's one of the best parts of the 53 top set. Stunning art. I'm going to nominate Roy Face, being a, a pirate fan and. 1960 and late 50s. Oh, wait a minute. Disqualified. That's his rookie card. Yeah. That's okay. But we can still talk about Roy Face. He, they made sure he got the record just before they shipped him to the Tigers so he could win another World Series with the Tigers. I think they got him his 802nd appearance with the Pirates so he could set a record for most appearances with a team just before they sent him off to Detroit. And he ended up at Montreal Expo and he's still living and still signing. And yeah. apparently just a really good guy. So you chose... Just like you did with Roberto Clemente as your favorite player, liking Roy Face, you chose very wisely, skipping whether he's a rookie Carter. I messed up. Okay. How about 54 Bowman? To me, one of the more interesting things are the two Jimmy Pearsall cards, the one where he subs for Ted Williams, and then the one where he's on his own on card number 210. He's number 66. You've got, and you have all the variations. If you want a master set, and usually it doesn't cost you more money. But all those variations in 54 Bowman. Oh, the uh, fielding percentage kind of fielding stuff. Perc- yes. Some of them are actually like Dave Philly being traded. And there's a Carl Scheid card with 3.06 or 0.306 ERA and single line and double line. So if you're a variation guy, and I did this with 62, but now thinking about it as we're talking, 54 Bowman is a master set collector's dream. Yeah. And or it's not that expensive. Or nightmare. Or nightmare. Okay, let's go to 54 Tops. I've got two possibilities that I'm suggesting. One is the O'Brien brothers. They're both rookies. Focusing on Pirates. I thought 
Johnny had maybe Johnny has a fifty three, but I think we have, yeah, I think he has Johnny. I thought Ed, I thought Ed may have had a not not had a card previous. I think Johnny had fifty three tops. Uh, anyway, but and also the two Ted Williams. Number one. No, there's no doubt that bookending the sets with the Ted Williams. The first 50 cards are loaded with superstars, but you also get Hank Sauer. Even the minor players in the first 50 cards tend to be better players. Hank Sauer's and, not minor. He's an MVP. Yeah. From barely anymore. People forget. Anybody that was an MVP, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, he, he was an amazing guy. I saw him speak at a Sabre convention in 1998. He was like 80 years old and still sharp as a tack. And he was still working for the Giants part-time. He was quite a good person. And you're right. It's one of these things in card history that unless you're the big superstar, you recede to being almost a common, no matter how good it is. And I'm going to digress for a second. They just in Cleveland dedicated a statue to Rocky Calvino who's still with us at 88 years old. All right. And he's in a wheelchair. Other than that, he's doing okay. But to see the love of the fans in Cleveland for somebody as beloved as Rocky Calvino was really nice to see. He was super popular when he was playing. Super popular. Well, I grew up a Yankee fan, and in, in I began 67, 68. Rocky ended with the Yankees. Yeah. One of the great highlights is Rocky pitched a couple games. He had, he had that amazing throwing arm. Long arm, yeah, yeah. And he actually was a decent pitcher. You're almost thinking... Maybe in today's world, they'd convert him to a pitcher, an occasional DH or something. Shohei Calavito. <laughs> Shohei Calavito, yay! Or there are other guys, too, that have done that recently. But yeah, Shohei's doing it on another level. We've not seen that before on you know that level in our lifetimes. Okay, 55 Bowman. About well, the, the Johnson mess-ups. Well, the Johnson mess-ups and the bowling mess-ups are pretty interesting. Ernie Banks, the one key high number is a second year. Good point. You know, so you, your toughest card to get. But there's all sorts of cool cards at 55 Bowman. Yeah, the umpires don't count because they arguably almost all are they're all, they're all rookie all cards. rookies in the sense. Even though it's sad that a Hall of Fame umpire who should have been in that set passed away just before the 55 season and Bill McGowan. If he had even lived another year, we'd have another Hall of Fame rookie card. I know we're not talking about you know rookies, but that's an interesting tidbit too, how an accident of timing prevented us from having a Bill McGowan card. The spirit of Corey's question, I think is not for us to pick necessarily superstars or to pick second year cards that are not rookies, but they're the second year, like the Manlin Mays. Um, he may be getting a, do you like a pose of a photo? There are some photos I really? loved over the years. And it would have to be so noteworthy that people really go after it for that reason. The Pee Wee Reese leaping, throwing. Well, okay, let's go to, see, that was 55 Bowman, 55 top. Again, it's a rookie, but the Harry Aganis, who passed away two months after the cards came out. Uh, well, you have a signed copy of that card. I have a signed copy, but, it, but that's a rookie. There really aren't any special poses in 55, but to me, any Brooklyn Dodger card, the, and obviously this isn't the 70s anymore, or even the 80s, when you had a lot of people who remembered the Brooklyn Dodgers. But that was a special year in Brooklyn. Absolutely. When Pee Wee Reese died, 40 years after he left Brooklyn, they still had a memorial for him. The players in Brooklyn were part of the community. Yeah. And so as such, any 55 Dodger, rookie or not, yeah. is a memorable card in the 55 top set. Good point. Okay, 56 tops. 
Can't say Spook Jacobs, although that is not his rookie card. He has, uh, I think, 54 tops, maybe. That obviously has important, important to me, thing. but to nobody else. Who's chasing Spook Jacobs? I'm not even chasing Spook Jacobs. He's, I've got him on the wall, and that's more than his playing career warrants. But 56 tops, I don't know. Team cards, they're not rookies. In some sports, basketball especially, if there's a team card, that has a rookie player in a team picture or in, in football, same thing. They'll try to grab onto that. Baseball, it seems like not so much. Back in the day when Nolan Ryan was insanely popular, there were people who chased the 67 Mets team card, number 42, okay. because you could see Nolan Ryan's picture on the card. And I well, think- that would be an example of what I think this guy's asking about. We're doing baseball right now, but Com C is pretty good about this. In basketball, especially, if Kobe is playing defense on somebody, in the picture of the card, or Michael Jordan, there's extra demand. It's clearly not a rookie card. It's driven by the visible presence of a superstar. I'm trying to think if it applies to more than just Kobe and Michael Jordan. Maybe one or two other people, but it's really Kobe and Jordan. Maybe a couple of the guys in the 70s. Sometimes Kareem's on a card. I've yet to see where Julius Irving's on the background of a card. What's the card that Pete Rose is... uh... That's the 71 Tops Chris Short card. And then there's a 71 Tops Bud Harrelson card where you very clearly see number 30 on the mound, which is Nolan Ryan. And yet those cards still only look at 4 or $5. Should they be more? Probably, but that's what they are. It can't be unless people chase it. I don't know if this question from Corey is looking for the inexplicable special demand for these non-rookie card, because the 62 Maris is a condition rarity. It's not a rookie card, and it's card number one, I think. It is card number one. That's why it's really a condition rarity. So there's something to that. It details his quest, his successful quest. Looking on the wall behind you, or at least what you're showing on the wall, I see 53 top satchel page. Beautiful card. It's and the 49 leaf card is so tough that it took years to work out even what the card number was because so few people actually saw the card. 49 Bowman is a tough card, too. Talk about a guy that's iconic and has very few cards. But clearly, the 53 is not a rookie card. He's probably, he was getting pretty old by those days, but 48 years old or something. But that's a notable non-rookie. And thanks, Rich. Thanks, uh, Corey Barnes, for your suggestion. I don't know if we did it justice, but we'll we'll maybe come back to it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.